December 5th. The thousand ages in a thigh side are like an evening gone. Joachim was glad there were no chocolates or plastic figures in the old advent calendar. But Papa had not been right when he said there were only pictures behind the doors. A strange story was hidden inside the magic advent calendar. It took 24 days to read the whole of the tale, since the story was divided into 24 small chapters, one for each day. Each day, another pilgrim joined the pilgrimage. December 5th was a Saturday. Mama and Papa usually slept late on the weekends. Joachim woke up at 7, as he always did. He sat up in his bed and examined the big picture on the calendar. Only now did he see that one of the shepherds was holding a crock in his hand, just like Joshua. Why hadn't he noticed that before? Every time he looked at the magic calendar, he discovered something new. But surely there couldn't be anything more to see than that what had been there all the time. Wouldn't that be like a magic trick? Amazed, Joachim took a deep breath. Perhaps that was what made the old advent calendar magical. The picture outside had never been completely finished and gradually what was missing was painted in as the doors were opened and the pieces of paper were read. Was it really possible to make a picture like that? Joachim knew that bread was not quite ready until it had risen all by itself, first in the baking pan and then in the oven. He knew that it had something to do with yeast because Joachim had often had Mama or Papa bake bread. When he was smaller, he used to think that babies inside their mother's stomach must be like yeast. Wasn't the whole world a magic picture which added it to itself? For the world changed all the time. It was never completely finished. If God had made a whole world that could create itself in every tiny nook and cranny, then he could probably manage to make a picture that developed itself in front of the eyes of those looking at it. Joachim opened the door with the number 5 on it. Today's picture was of a rowboat. In it sat a shepherd, an angel, a little girl and three sheep. Joachim knew who they were, but what interested him the most was the thin sheet of paper. The third sheep. Elizabeth, the lamb, the angel, the sheep and the shepherd sped through Sweden along the dirt roads and grassy cart tracks, between yellow fields and through dense forest, until they looked out over a little town down by the sea. The wind blew so strongly that the waves were breaking over the line of the pier. Far out to the sea there was a sailing ship with three tall masts. At the edge of the town was a large castle. We are in Holland, said Angel Ephiria. The town is called Halmstad, and the waves are rolling in from Kartegard. The watch says that 1789 years have passed since Jesus was born. Are we still in Sweden? asked Elisabeth. Ephiria nodded. But not so very long ago this was part of Denmark. Joshua the shepherd said that they should hurry and they crossed the landscape that became flatter and flatter the further south they went. Between grazing land and enclosed pastures lay small villages, each with a little church and a few houses. They were rushing through dense woodland when Joshua the shepherd stopped and knelt under a birch tree. He had found a sheep caught in a trap. The trap was probably set for a hare or a fox, he said. 
He loosened the cord from the sheep's leg and added it, but now the sheep shall come with us to Bethlehem. Because it's one of us, said Ilfiri. And the sheep seemed to answer. Arr. It pleaded. Arr. Off they went. The lamb and the two sheep first, the shepherd behind them, Elizabeth and Ilfiri last. They entered a town and stopped in front of an old church with two tall towers over the entrance. The angel told them that they were in Scania, that the town was called Lund, and that the big church was an ancient cathedral. He looked at the angel watch and said, the watch says, 1745. That proud cathedral has stood here for many, many centuries. Churches and cathedrals have been built all over the world, and it all started with the Christ child who was born in Bethlehem. It is as a tiny kernel of wheat is put into the ground and grows into a whole field full. The glory of heaven is very easily scattered about. Elizabeth wondered about what the angel had said. Can we go in, she asked. The angel nodded, and they entered the great church. The sheep first, the shepherd next, and then Elizabeth Hansen. Inside, Elizabeth heard the most beautiful sound. From the great organ there swelled such rich and powerful melodies that tears came to her eyes. When the angel saw her, he said, Yes, weep, my child. That wonderful music was composed by Johann Sebastian Bach. He is alive in Germany at this time, but the music will be heard throughout the world one day. That's not at all surprising because his music is a tiny shred of the glory of heaven. The only things that disturbed the music were two bleating sheep and a lamb scurrying about so that its little bell tinkled. A man in black robes came towards them from the council. It was the priest. Get out, all of you, he said sternly. Lund Cathedral is not a common sheepfold. Then the angel Ephiril stepped in front of the priest. He spread out his wings and said, the pastor should not be dismayed. He should remember that Jesus was born in a stable and that he was called the God Shepherd. The priest stopped abruptly, for even though he was a priest in an ancient cathedral, he was not really used to angels and the like. He fell to his knees and folded his hands. Glory to God in the highest, he exclaimed. They left him like that. The angel made a sign to the others that they should go. Moments like that should never last too long, he said. Perhaps he'll write a report to the bishop. Then the whole thing will be hushed up, or rumors will start to circulate about the miracle at Lund. In any case, the bishop should remind the pastor that the word pastor means shepherd, neither more nor less. Joshua struck his crook against the church wall. To Bethlehem, come on, off to Bethlehem. They sped through a large park, teeming the birds. A couple of soldiers came riding in their direction. When they saw the lively procession, they called out, Halt! The men galloped toward them. But just as they bent down from their horses to size Joshua the shepherd, they vanished like dew in sunshine. Elizabeth gaped, for the pilgrims were standing on the same spot as they had been before the soldiers rode up. You've disappeared, she exclaimed. The angel's love was like rippling water. Yes, in a way, but we were the ones who disappeared. 
Perhaps they were so terrified when they saw what happened that they fell off their horses. Elizabeth was astonished, so Ephiriel had to explain to her again how they were traveling. We are traveling in two directions at once. One journey goes south on the map into the town of Bethlehem in Judea. The other passes through history to David's city at the time when Jesus was born. It's a very unusual way of traveling. Many people would say it was quite impossible, but nothing is impossible for God. For a thousand ages in Ithaisite are like an evening gone, but the road to Bethlehem is exactly the same. The angel's words astonished Elizabeth, and she hid them in her heart. It makes it simpler to avoid danger, remarked Joshua. If we can't give the slip to severe priests or angry soldiers by taking a step to the side, we have to take a step back in time instead. A little less 15 minutes or half an hour can be sufficient. With those words, they were on their way once more. They passed large fields and small villages. Soon they could glimpse the sea in the distance. In a short while, they were standing on a deserted beach. This is Urzon, the south, said Ephiriel. My watch shows that 1,703 years have passed since Jesus was born. We must get across to Denmark before the 18th century is over. Here's a rowboat, announced Joshua. They climbed on board, the sheep first, Elizabeth and Ephiriel behind them. Joshua pushed the boat out and jumped in at the last minute. The angel Ephiriel rowed so hard that they spray foamed about the pro. The waves rocked the boat and the lamb's bell rang piercingly all the way across. Joshua sat in the stern. Suddenly he said, I can see Denmark. I can see Denmark. Joachim could almost see a little of Denmark too, but it was only inside his head. It was strange that Elizabeth was able to travel back in time. And it was strange to think that 2,000 years had passed since Jesus was born, but the stories about Jesus had traveled through all those 2,000 years, though that Joachim had heard about him too. Elizabeth was traveling through time in the other direction. When Mama and Papa got up, they came to see the picture in the Advent calendar. Joachim pointed to the boat with Elizabeth, Ethereal, Joshua and the three sheep. But he said nothing about what happened in this big park. He didn't tell them that the pilgrims had visited the cathedral in Lund Isla. They would only ask how he knew what a cathedral was and Joachim had decided not to talk about the pieces of paper in the calendar. After breakfast, they went into town to buy a Christmas present at the big department store. In the toy department on the first floor, Joachim started to think about Elisabeth from the magic advent calendar. Could it have been from this store that she began running after the little lamp? There was an old escalator here, but wasn't it a very long time since Elisabeth had chased the lamp? This shop must be 40 years old, he said to his mother. She looked at him oddly. I think it's even older than that, was all she said. So he knew Elizabeth and the little lamp had run from the shop. He understood completely because Joachim didn't like shopping in large stores either. He got really angry at the nagging sound of the cash registers. That Saturday was extra long because he was thinking about what would happen when Elizabeth and the angel Ephiriel got to Denmark. It was even worse at bedtime. He had to lie right under the magic calendar, which was still full to bursting with secrets. 
To sleep so close to all those secrets was almost like living in a chocolate shop without being allowed to taste one single tiny piece of chocolate.